Another installment of Everything NHL, the hockey segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, and we're here with our hockey expert, James Kumar. Hey, what's up, man? So so this week, we're going to go over some of Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday's games. Uh, we'll recap round one, uh, take a look at round two, and take a look at some of Saturday's games. All right, sounds good. Let's get into it. All right, so the first game that we had on Wednesday was the New York Islanders versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, the Islanders were able to clinch the series uh, 5-3. Jeff Carter with a goal from Pittsburgh. Jake Gunsell with a goal from Pittsburgh. Anthony Beauvillier with a goal for New York. And Kyle Palmieri for New York again in the first period. And in the second period, we have Jason Zucker for Pittsburgh and three goals for New York by Brock Nelson, Ryan Pollock, and Brock Nelson again, and no goals in the third period. And what are your thoughts? Yeah, this is actually pretty surprising. Uh, coming into the series, I felt like Pittsburgh could sort of win the series, but they just clearly didn't get the goaltending um, to really support them. And the Islanders just put them on in six games. So... Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I can say. Um, it was pretty disappointing performance from their goaltending. Uh, they outshot New York in most of the games, so uh, they really controlled the play in most games. They just, for some reason, couldn't get it done. And I, I think it was just because they didn't get the goaltending from Tristan Jari. Yeah, but I guess you can't really sleep on the Islanders' defense as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing about the Islanders' defense, what they need to do heading into next series, they might need to tighten up a little bit. They allowed a lot of shots from the Penguins, and uh, their goalie, uh, Elias Sorokin, had to make a lot, a lot of uh, over-necessary amount of saves. Um, I, I guess, yeah, just limiting the amount of shots, because some games there were like 50-plus shots from Pittsburgh. So, I mean, uh, you might be able to win a series like that, but you can't go really deep in the playoffs on uh, 40 or 50 every game. So definitely uh, their defense was good, but they need to tighten up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I know you said uh, Pittsburgh was also controlling the flow of the game of the games most of the time. So, um, how do you think New York can kind of take control of the game back? Well, I mean, what they did good in this series was they just um, capitalized on their fast breaks. So when they were able to get the puck off Pittsburgh, they were able to score. Probably just have more possession. That's probably the easiest way to say it. Sounds good. And I guess uh, moving on to. I guess the Florida Panthers versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, Tampa Bay was able to put the Panthers away in game six, uh, four goals to nothing. Um, I'd say this wasn't too bad of a series by Florida, but we'll go into the scores first. Uh, Pat Maroon in the first period, Steven Stamkos in the second, and in the third period, Braden Point and Alex Killorn. So I guess, what are your thoughts on Florida's first uh, playoff series in a long time? Yeah, I think they played pretty well. Uh, again, this is another example of a series where the goaltending just wasn't stable for Florida. They played three goalies in this series, um, all of them taking uh, pretty big losses. Um, so uh, they are going to have to make decisions about their goalies next year. But other than that, they seem to play really well. I feel like this last game was just the best game Tampa Bay played in the entire series, both offensively and defensively. They just controlled this game. I mean, uh, 
four nothing is nothing to laugh at in 24 shots. So I mean, Tampa Bay just played really well, and I think they're they're pretty much in in their uh, cup level form from last year, heading into round two. Yeah, and I guess that's a really good sign from Tampa Bay. Um, I guess being able to face a team as good as Florida in the first round that really tends to kind of get everybody fired up. Well, I mean, Florida was the higher seeded team heading into the round. So uh, it's not, I mean, they had to play a lot of games in Florida and they were able to win a lot of them. So it definitely benefited Tampa, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I guess for Florida, like I said um, a little bit earlier, this isn't really a bad playoff loss for the Panthers. The Tampa Bay Lightning are the defending champs, I believe. So, I mean, you took the defending champs to six games. Yeah, I mean, for your first playoff series, you just got to build on that next season, you know, just get into the playoffs and maybe try and win around. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to our next game, we have Vegas Golden Knights versus um, the Minnesota Wilds. Um, this was a very good game by Minnesota. They were able to stay in the series with a 3-0 win. All three goals in the third period, Ryan Hartman, Kevin Fiala, and Nick uh, Bjugstad. Um, what do you think about this game? Um, yeah, this was sort of a game where it was pretty much deadlocked through two periods, and then Minnesota just came out on top at the end. It seemed like they wanted the game more. They were at home. Um, Cam Talbot's just been so solid in this series. Multiple shutouts in this series for Cam Talbot. Just playing really solid. Um, I know we'll get to the game that's going on right now as we speak, but yeah, Minnesota in game six just played really well. They definitely deserve uh, to force that game seven. Yeah. And I guess, uh, what do you think that Vegas has to do kind of going forward? Well, I mean, they've been getting a lot of shots on net most games. So probably just keep doing that. Keep trying to generate scoring chances and um, they can definitely uh, pull through in game seven. Yeah, for sure. But I guess we, as usual, we have to kind of give credit to the Minnesota defense, especially Cam Talbot. Yeah, defense has been playing solid. Um, a lot of the chances they've been allowing have been from the outside. So even though Vegas might have a lot of shots, they aren't really high danger opportunity. I feel like Minnesota's got a lot more of those in this series, which is why they've won games like this, 3 nothing. So uh, definitely if they can capitalize on those high danger chances, they can definitely uh, win game seven. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to Thursday's games, um, we have Montreal Canadiens and the Maple Leafs. Um, another team with a great uh, goaltender in Carey Price. Uh, Joel Armia with two goals in the first period. And in the second period, we had uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi and Vas for Montreal and Zach Hyman with the first goal for Toronto. In the third period, uh, we had Jake Muzzin with two goals for Toronto. And in overtime, we had Nick Suzuki to clutch the game out for Montreal. And what are your thoughts about this game? I mean, Toronto didn't start out very well in this game, giving up the first three goals, but then they fought back in the second and third period to tie it up 3-3. And then in the overtime, I mean, it was just a bad pass from Alex Galchenyuk a few seconds into the game, into the, the period. And uh, Suzuki just made no mistake getting that 2-1-0 uh, pass from Cole Caulfield, just burying it. I mean, Jack Campbell didn't have a chance. I think it was just a bad break for Toronto. They're definitely going to come out stronger in game six, I feel like. 
And I guess, uh, what do you think that Toronto t- can do to kind of tighten up their offense? Um, yeah, I think that, um, well, first off, we can start uh, on the defensive side with the fact that they can't be turning the puck over in their own zone a lot. That was happening early in the game. They did tighten up that. And then I guess in terms of the offense, uh, just, you know, being able to capitalize on chances. I mean, it's easier said than done when you're facing like someone as good as Carey Price. But uh, I think that definitely uh, uh, Toronto has the scores to do it. We haven't seen Matthews and Marner and, and some of their big guns get going in this series yet. So I think definitely if those two can really get on the board in the next game, they should be able to close it out. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Montreal coach has done a really good job being able to kind of scheme against the Leafs' um, best offensive players. So it might come down to kind of, I guess, some of the more secondary scorers to kind of step up a little bit as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Their second line's been amazing. The top three scorers for the team is the entire second line of William Nylander, Alex Kerfoot, and Alex Galchenyuk. So, um, yeah, that line's been uh, great. Um, Kerfoot's filled in well for the injured John Tavares. I know as we spoke of on the last podcast, what happened to him. So definitely that line's really stepped up in his absence. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Nashville Predators. Um, The Hurricanes were able to clinch this game and this series in overtime with one goal in each period. Um, Predators had... Three goals, Carolina had four. Um, Nick Cousins for Nashville and Brock McGinn for Carolina in the first period. And in the second period, we have uh, Mikhail Granlund and Ryan Johansson for Nashville and Sebastian Aho for Carolina. In the third period, we had Dougie Hamilton and in overtime, Sebastian Aho again. And um, Carolina was just looking really dominant, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, they had to close out the series here. If they let it go to Game 7, I feel like Nashville could have just stole it there. So um, good on the Hurricanes to sort of lock the series down in Game 6 in Nashville's building. So props to them. And then props to Nashville for just getting two wins against a team that everyone was predicting would like sweep or like win it in five. So Nashville really put up a fight in this series when pretty much no one gave them a chance. Yeah, I mean, Nashville really uh, played hard they kind of proved that you can't really kind of sleep on them. They are one of the best teams in their division, arguably. So uh, what do you think that Nashville can do for next season? Well, I mean, the goalie UC Staros was their MVP. So I guess build up the team in front of him. Um, their defense is already strong. Maybe just improve the forward group a little bit. And I think that they can definitely make the playoffs again next year. Yeah, for sure. And I guess for the Hurricanes, um, being able to uh, win at an away game, that's a really good sign for a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, we're going to look at the second round against Tampa. They're going to really need to win on the road because Tampa can win anywhere. So if they steal a home game from Carolina, then Carolina is going to have to try and win on the road if they want to win the series. Yeah, for sure. And I guess with today's game, um, we're not really going to go over it because the game's still going on, but uh, the score is 4-2 in the second period as of right now. And I guess we'll jump right into kind of the recap of round one. Um, I guess we'll start with uh, Tampa Bay this time. So I guess what are your general thoughts about the, the, the entire series? 
Um, yeah, I think, uh, let me just double check it. My predictions, what I had that series going to, I had Tampa Bay in seven. They won it in six. Um, I think it would have gone to seven if Florida maybe had gotten that goaltending. Um, but yeah, Tampa Bay really exploited this team and won it in six. I mean, they're the defending champs. I had a feeling they would go through. So we'll definitely have to see how far they get this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also had the game in seven, but I had it in at Florida in seven. I thought it could go either way, but um, Tampa Bay showed why they're the defending champs. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to um, Carolina versus Nashville. I was one of the people who thought that Carolina was probably going to steamroll this team in at least five games, mainly because of their consistency, but um Nashville was they proved that they're a lot stronger than people think but what do you think yeah um I I said Carolina in five as well they took it in six I think we were pretty close um but yeah it, it wasn't about uh, Carolina not playing well it was more about how well Nashville actually played so I, I don't think that we can be sleeping on Carolina heading into round two uh, they just uh, maybe they over, uh, underestimated Nashville a little bit and then maybe Nashville like overplayed their potential. But um, I still think Carolina should be um, well off heading into round two. For sure. And I guess uh, we'll go over, I guess, Boston versus New York Islanders. Um, this is going to, I mean, my bad. Boston versus the Washington Capitals. Yeah, you're looking yeah. a little bit ahead into round two. We'll get there. Yeah, for sure. Um, this was really surprising. I thought that the Washington Capitals had a chance to beat the Bruins at least, especially with Alex Ovechkin on. He had, he had one of his best seasons, arguably. I mean, he's a, he's basically a Hall of Famer at this point, but Boston was able to put them away in five games. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, he did have one of his best series, actually, because he pretty much was the entire Washington offense in this series. And that's probably why they couldn't get through because they didn't get much offense from anyone else. Um, Boston, for some reason, they've learned how to roll three scoring lines. I know everyone used to call them a one-line team with uh, Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marchand. But, I mean, they've their second line's been great, you know, with Hall and Krejci, and then got the third line there with Coyle and, and, and others. So, I mean, yeah, this team is really becoming more well-rounded. And, I mean, everyone thought Boston wasn't going to do well with Chara leaving off of the defense, but McAvoy's pretty much stepped up to become their guy. I think they got Rask in net. Um, yeah, I definitely had them. I believe I had them in seven. Uh, but, yeah, they got it done even earlier than that. They took them out in five, so... Um, yeah, props to Boston. Washington is another team that had goaltending issues. Goaltending issues are really hurting teams this year in the playoffs. So if you have a solid goalie, you're pretty much guaranteed to um, potentially win in a round because you pretty much have the one-up advantage on the other team. Yeah, for sure. And I guess this also kind of showed the difference between kind of a one line or even like one really dominant scorer type of team and a team with just crazy bench depth because Boston improved their bench depth by a lot, but it looks like Washington just didn't have enough. Yeah. I mean, Washington supposedly was supposed to have depth, but they just didn't show up for the series. And I mean, Boston, I mean, they got Hall and Lazar, the deadline, you know, they got Craig Smith in the summer. 
those depth guys at forward scored some clutch goals. I mean, Craig Smith scored in one of the overtimes. I believe Taylor Hall either tied up a game or scored in an overtime. I can't remember. So, I mean, these guys they've been trading for, they've been scoring clutch goals. And I mean, that's what Boston needed to close out games. Yeah. So I guess congratulations to Boston. They've met the expectations of their fans. They're expected to be a playoff team every year and they showed why. Yeah, for sure. Let's see how they do in round two. Yeah. And I guess speaking of another team that's played really well, um, did New York beat Pittsburgh in six? So I was not expecting that either. I thought Pittsburgh would be able to beat the Islanders in seven games. They are both very dominant teams, but I thought, you know, they had Sidney Crosby. He's still, he's also a Hall of Famer. I thought maybe they have the experience. They've been around the block. They should be able to beat the Islanders, but the Islanders um, showed that you can't sleep on them either. Yeah, I mean, um, out of the the four series we've looked at so far from the first round, three of the teams had goaltending issues, and that's why they lost their series. Pittsburgh is another one of those teams. I mean, Tristan Jari, um, they had the book on him, high glove side, and I guess over 50% of the goals the Islanders scored in the series were on the high glove side. So, I mean, when the other team has the book on your goalie, that I, I don't care who you have, whether you have Crosby, whether you have Lemieux, whether you have Gretzky, I mean, you're not going to win that series if the other team knows how to beat your goalie. So, um, yeah, um, props to the Islanders. They really solved uh, Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh pretty much outplayed them, like we mentioned, for the entire series, but the Islanders scored when it mattered most and they got the win. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a great series with them in Boston. Might be a little defensive. I don't know how invested I'm going to be in that series, but it'll definitely be um, great for both fans of both franchises. So, uh, yeah, Islanders won 4-2. Yeah, for sure. I feel like this is going to kind of be a common theme, I think, this year in the playoffs, um, the importance of having a really good goalie. Oh, yeah, it's pretty much something that happens every year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, even the series that aren't done uh, yet, I know we talked about Vegas, Minnesota. We talked about Toronto, Montreal. All four teams are getting great goaltending, which is why these series have gone so long. Uh, the teams that haven't had great goaltending, their series are already done. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Good goaltending does matter. For sure. And I guess we'll move on to Winnipeg versus the Oilers. Um, this was extremely surprising. I was not expecting this at all. I thought the Oilers could were going to win in six. I ended up being the opposite. The Jets just steamrolled the Oilers. Um, I guess people haven't been letting Connor McDavid let this down, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this is like a situation where Edmonton was a better regular season team, but it looks like the Winnipeg Jets have a lot more playoff experience than the Oilers do, and they just pretty much took advantage of that. Again, in this series, the team with the better goaltender won. We know how good Connor Hellebuck is. Uh, he's uh, the Vezina winner from the 2020 season, so he was goalie of the year last year. Um, this guy, he just made clutch saves. I mean, when... McDavid and Dreisaitl go scoreless in the first two games. I mean, during the regular season, when were they ever scoreless in back-to-back -back games? I don't even think that, that happened, uh, except for that uh, three-game period against Toronto. The rest of the, the year, they were just scoring at an unreal pace. But, I mean, the Jets just played awesome defense, and they had depth scoring as well. Like, they could roll 
three scoring lines. And I mean, even their fourth line, you couldn't sleep on them. Matthew Perot got a clutch goal, I think, in uh, game four. So, I mean, yeah, uh, all four lines are rolling for them. The Oilers just didn't have the depth, whether it was um, on defense, up front, or just in net. I mean, Mike Smith's almost 40 years old and he was like pretty much playing every game for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Oilers, I mean, next season, they'll, they should be able to kind of build their depth a little bit. They already have a future hall of famer potentially in Connor McDavid. So they don't have to worry too much about their first line. In my opinion, it's just about uh, the bench pretty much at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think Leon Dreisaitl is probably a lock for the Hall of Fame as well. I mean, he broke the NHL German scoring record, I mean, in his, his first like five or six seasons. So, I mean, and then he broke a record for a guy that had played a whole uh, NHL career. So, yeah, he's on an unreal pace for the NHL scoring record for a German player. Um, he he was very dominant. He was last year's MVP, McDavid. Obviously, he's probably going to be this year's MVP. I know they haven't voted yet. Um, they just need to improve their depth uh, forward group up front. Uh, outside of their top two lines, they just didn't get any scoring, um, whether it was in the season or in this series. And then uh, their defense, young guys, they just need to grow up a little bit, get a little bit more experience. And then I think they also need to get younger. And then I don't know how long Smith can go for at his age. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, we can uh, move on to, I guess, Colorado versus St. Louis since that series is done. Um, I mean, Colorado was just way too dominant. I thought like maybe St. Louis could get at least one game, but Colorado basically s- swept St. Louis. Um, the Avalanche's offense, they're just way too hard to stop. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned that if we're going to get a sweep in any of the series, it was going to be this one. Uh, we predicted Colorado to win in five. I believe I did. I'm, I'm pretty sure you did as well. Um, but yeah, I said four or five, I knew it was going to be a short series. Colorado is just too strong when they're healthy. Um, it really looks like it might be their year, assuming that they get the goaltending. They did get the goaltending from Grubauer in this first round series. And, um, yeah, whether they play, I guess, Vegas or Minnesota, if they keep up this play. They're going to win the series. No question about it. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can go to them next Vegas versus Minnesota. Um, it is still tied as we speak. Um, second period's just ended. So I guess um, we still have to kind of um, see, but I guess uh, what are your thoughts on the series so far? Yeah, I mean, like you said, the series is tied. Um, I know Vegas is leading in game seven as we speak. Um, whether Minnesota can come back, uh, I guess we'll have to see. Um, whether it's Vegas or Minnesota, they're going to have a tough task with Colorado. Um, but I guess just in terms of this series, both teams have been getting the goaltending. They've been getting the offense. Uh, I mean, it's just been tight overall. I can't really see an advantage between either of the two teams. I think that's why it's been so close. I know that I had Vegas in six, but uh, Vegas couldn't close it out last game as we talked about. So, yeah, uh, both these teams deserve to be in this game seven. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can talk about the Leafs versus uh, the Canadians. Um, I guess, what do you like? What do you don't, don't like about the series? Yeah, um, in game one, I felt like Toronto didn't really have an opportunity to win that game when your captain goes down like that. But, you know, I it, it was pretty much like a write-off for that game. Montreal was going to take it, and they did end up taking it. Then Toronto just really stormed back. They won three straight games. They went up 3-1. 
but then Montreal battled back and won an overtime in the last game on Thursday. So um, it is possible that Toronto does close it out in game six. I know Montreal will be having fans. They'll be the first Canadian squad to have fans in the playoffs. So it's a big moment for them. Can it help them win? We'll have to see. Um, I like a bounce back from Toronto in this game, but it's going to really be hard to say because of the home. Uh, It's going to be a real home advantage for Montreal. Yeah, I think my thoughts initially um, going into the playoff series was that the Leafs would win in six, mainly because they have more depth. But Carey Price has really been giving the Canadians a boost. And I guess the the loss of their captain, that's kind of a blow on the Leafs. So this is going to be a really big test for the Leafs to see how far they can go in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can just use it as motivation, you know, just to play to win for Tavares. So, uh, yeah, we, we definitely gonna we're, we're gonna see what happens in Game Six, and uh, if they don't close it out at six, then uh, it might go to seven games. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can kind of uh, look, I guess, do an outlook for round two. Um, I guess we can start with, I guess, the Islanders versus the Bruins, and um, I guess, what are your thoughts on? this series yeah i mean just looking at the two teams i know we can't really look at regular season stats for this preview but i guess just looking at um my thoughts on this series overall i think the islanders definitely have a a coaching advantage with barry trotz i know we talked about that heading into the pittsburgh series and he just really out coached uh, mike sullivan and um yeah bruce cassidy is a good coach for boston but i mean the Islanders have just been uh, getting great coaching. Um, I guess in terms of overall lineup, I do like Boston a little bit better. I feel like they are a little bit deeper up front. Uh, on defense, I feel like these two teams are about even. And then in net, I have to go with Tuka Rask just because of his experience. Ilya Sorokin is still a rookie. Uh, he is playing in net because he's played better than Varlamov, but um, I can't really give them the advantage in net. Um I guess for the series, I might see it going to Boston in six. Um, I, I guess just because Boston has a lot more experience. I mean, they were in the finals in 2019 um, and 2013, and then they won the Stanley Cup in 2011. So this team's been on quite a few runs in the last 10 years, uh, three to the finals to be exact. So uh, they just know how to win in the playoffs. And um, I guess playoff history does clearly seem to matter and Boston did sweep the New York Islanders in that 2019 run so I guess I'll just get your thoughts yeah my thoughts are pretty similar I mean I think it might end up going in seven um New York is a really strong team I mean historically like you said the Bruins are a good team in the playoffs they have tons of experience they're a team like the Penguins that they've been around the block they pretty much know what they're doing there's not really too much you can do that can surprise them. I was surprised that the Penguins lost to the Islanders, but I don't. I was also surprised that the Bruins beat the Capitals so handily. So, I mean, there's not really a, a lot you can do to kind of catch the Bruins off guard. They're a team with like very little weaknesses as of right now. So, I'm not really too sure how the Islanders are gonna get past the Bruins. And I guess we can move on to, I guess, maybe the Hurricane versus the Lightning. Um, what are your thoughts on this series? 
Yeah, this is a series a lot of people were expecting when they were looking at the standings at the beginning of the year. These were clearly the top two teams in the division heading into the year, and it looks like they are meeting in the second round. Um, I kind of want to side with Carolina because I feel like this might be their year to finally break through. But, I mean, Tampa is Tampa, right? They've just been so solid. They're the defending cup champs. I mean, their team's even healthier than it was on their cup run last year. Uh, they've just been playing so solid. They have such good depth scoring. They have such depth on defense. And they have a top goal, you know, Andre Vasilevsky. They definitely have the goaltending advantage because Nedeljkovic is also a rookie. Um, he has played well. He was outdueled in the Nashville series, though, by UC Saros, who, who played out of his mind. Uh He's one of the reasons Nashville even stayed competitive in that series. But, um, yeah, Carolina, they've got insane depth as well. They might even have more depth on the blue line than Tampa Bay does. Um, I guess up front, they're very deep as well. Um, Coaching-wise, of course, i got to go with John Cooper, of course, winning the Stanley Cup with Tampa Bay. I think that might put Tampa over the edge, if I'm being honest. Uh, Just having that experience, uh, I might say Tampa in seven. Yeah, um, that's kind of what I'm thinking as well. Tampa's probably going to take it in seven. I think it's going to be a really hard-fought series. Carolina's a very consistent team. Uh, very few weaknesses, but same with the Lightning. The Lightning are more experienced. They're the defending champs. They've gone farther than the, hur- the Hurricane. They're, it's going to be a really hard-fought win for Tampa, I'm thinking. And I guess we can move on to, I guess... Uh, Colorado versus the winner of either Vegas or Minnesota. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, Vegas is up right now. So uh, I guess hypothetically speaking, I'll just put Vegas there. Um, it would, if Vegas does get through, it'll be one of the more anticipated series in the entire NHL. I mean, these are the two top uh, teams in the standings from this past season. They're both in the same division. So they're the two best regular season teams facing off against each other in the second round. Um, I know we talked about Vegas being on top all year and then Colorado just edging them at the end of the season. But the way Colorado has looked in the playoffs, they have been one million times better than the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I see this series maybe being a five or six game series. I was going to say seven heading into the playoffs, but I guess just the way Colorado's looked... um, they, they seem like a team that you just can't stop right now. And, I mean, Vegas could just pepper the net, but it's not like they're going to score goals. Colorado, I mean, if, if Vegas, sorry, if Vegas can get 40 shots a game, Colorado can get, like, 60 shots a game. That's how insane their offense is. They just blow out teams. They contain the puck. They have possession. They can hit you hard. They're one of the fastest teams in the league. They're one of the youngest teams in the league. They pretty much have everything going for them. Um, this is a team with just a lot of skill. It's really tough to handle. The, I mentioned speed. Uh, I mentioned, I mean, I, I actually, I didn't even mention their defense being really deep. Might not be deeper than Vegas, but they are pretty deep. Goaltending, I might get the slight edge to Marc-Andre Fleury because of his playoff experience for Vegas and while he was in Pittsburgh. But um, yeah, uh, coaching is about even between the two teams. Um and yeah, Colorado, like we mentioned, their offense is pretty much unstoppable right now. So yeah, I'd probably say Colorado in six. Yeah, I think my thinking is that if it's Minnesota, it'll probably be Colorado in six and maybe Colorado in seven if it's Vegas. 
like basically it's going to come down to who has the better offense and either way, Colorado has the better offense. So um, they both have very good coaches in Vegas and Minnesota. So they'll find a way to kind of uh, keep Colorado's offense at bay, at least for a little bit. But at the end of the day, the avalanche, they're just looking to bury teams right now. They're so good. That's like, doesn't matter how good your goaltender is. They'll just find a way to score. So I think Colorado can potentially beat any team in the league, regardless of how good their goalie is. So probably, I guess, Colorado may be in six. And yeah, anything else to say? Yeah, I was just going to add that uh, Colorado won by two or more goals in every single game against St. Louis in the series. And that's pretty that's pretty tough to do. I don't normally in the playoffs, there's a lot of one goal games, but they won every single game by two or more goals. They were just so dominant. Yeah, that just kind of shows why they're the avalanche to literally living up to their name. (laughs) Yeah, just pouring in on the goals. And I guess we can move on to the Winnipeg Jets versus the winner of Leafs versus uh, Montreal. What are your thoughts on this series? Yeah, I know Toronto is leading the series right now, so I'll hypothetically put them in the spot. Obviously, Montreal could still win the series, but um, you're looking at Toronto against Winnipeg. I mean, you probably have to give the edge to Toronto. I could be making a mistake on that because we did give the edge to Edmonton in the last series and Winnipeg just steamrolled them. I mean, the Jets have playoff experience. Might be tough for Toronto, but I feel like if Toronto does beat Montreal, uh, they'll definitely have that wave of momentum. And if uh, John Tavares can possibly get cleared to come back, that would be an even bigger boost for them. If he doesn't come back, I might like the Jets' depth. It's definitely going to be a six or seven game series. I would slightly lean Toronto. Um, And then, yeah, if it's Montreal, I just don't think they stand a chance against the Jets. They can't seem to score. That's one of the reasons why I'm really having a tough time seeing Montreal come out of this first round series, just because of their lack of goal scoring. They've scored two or less goals in four out of the five games in the series so far. So that's going to be really tough against the Jets team. That was just pouring it on the Edmonton Oilers. Um, yeah, but um, in terms of Toronto, they can definitely score and they can definitely play a tougher game than Edmonton. So I think they match up a little bit better with Winnipeg, but we'll have to see. Yeah, my thinking is that um, if the Leafs face the Jets, the Leafs would be able to win in seven. And I think if uh, the Canadians face the Jets, the Jets are probably going to win in seven. I mean, Carey Price is so good that he'll he'll keep your team in the series for a really long time, but... Um, I guess it's going to come down to offense again. So I think the Jets kind of beat the Canadians there. And the Leafs kind of beat the Jets in offense as well. I think overall, the Leafs are a deeper team than the the Jets still. So I think it's going to be really close either way, especially with Tavares gone. But I feel like it'll probably be in seven. Yeah, I think the Leafs are just the deeper team on defense, especially I think that uh, the Jets, they've had a lot of holes. I know some guys have filled them, but I feel like in terms of like high-end um, defensive uh, scoring and just um, defensive pairing-wise, I think the Leafs do have a lot more depth. I mean, Rasmus Sandin doesn't even play every game. He's like the sixth or seventh defenseman. So, I mean, they do have a lot of depth. Um, I guess the Jets system is what really frustrated the Oilers. So, the Leafs just have to be careful of that. They got to still get enough pressure to be able to score. 
Yeah, I think that's going to be another thing that kind of keeps the Jets uh, really long in the playoffs. Um, they have a really good coaching situation. That's one of the things that'll take your team really far. It's not just the talent on your team, but how you use it. And the Jets coach knows how to use it. Yeah, I mean, I would give the coaching advantage to the Jets because of how long Paul Maurice has been around. He's actually a former Leafs coach as well. That's one thing to note. So definitely there's some familiarity there. Um, but yeah, it would be a good series um, but between Toronto and Winnipeg, but Toronto still has to pull out of their series first. Yeah, for sure. And I guess on that note, we can kind of look at the previews of Saturday's games. I th- believe um, that is going to be Toronto versus the Canadians. And uh, who do you think is going to take this? Um, I mean, we both said Toronto and six in our prediction. So I think we have to go with Toronto. It's sort of a bounce back situation as well. They lost game five. Uh, they should be looking to bounce back in game six. Sounds good. And I guess we can look at kind of the first game of um, the second round. We have the New York Islanders versus the Boston Bruins. Um, the team stats seem to favor the Boston Bruins, but what do you think? I mean, Boston hasn't lost a home game the entire playoffs. So I might just roll with Boston here. I mean, their crowd has just been really behind them. Um, the Islanders also just finished their series on Wednesday. Boston's been resting for a little bit. They should be um, loose. They should be ready to go. Um, I mean, until I see the Islanders really scoring, I know they did score a lot in that last game, but until I see them really putting a lot of pressure, I just think Boston can overwhelm teams with their pressure. They did that to Washington. Um, I think they do it again. So, yeah, give me Boston in game one. Yeah, for sure. Um, I noticed that on, I guess, Sunday and the following day, there's only one game each. So I guess we could take a look at those as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, for Sunday, uh, we have the Carolina Hurricanes against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, We'll start there because we don't know um, what the Western game is going to be. So uh, game one, uh, it's tough to say. I might lean slightly with Carolina just because they're home. It's pretty even in my mind. Uh, Honestly, if you're looking to wager, probably just take the team at plus money, whichever one it is. Um, Or else if you're not confident in that, just take Carolina at home. That's what I'd probably say. Sounds good. And I guess, uh, what do you think about, I guess, uh, Boston versus New York in game two? It's going to be hard to predict, but. Um, I guess for game two, probably look for a bounce back from game one, whichever team takes it. Um, If Boston's really dominant, maybe they take game two also. Um, Boston is one of those teams, though. Like, I mean, they lost game one in the Washington series, and then they just bounced back. So definitely if Boston loses game one, I expect them to bounce back. So maybe Boston might be a team to take in game two as well. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I guess that about wraps everything up for this week. Um, If you uh, liked what you were listening to, um, definitely give us a follow on Spotify. We're also on Apple Music. We're on Google Podcasts. So definitely give us a follow there as well. Um, If you um, need some pics, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at FanFanPodcast. You you like to kind of watch videos instead you can subscribe to us on youtube hit the bell for notifications um leave us a 
I guess, a review or a comment. Give us your thoughts on, I guess, both the playoffs of round one and round two. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week for another installment of Everything NHL. Thank you.